podcast for giftware and specialty food artisans who want to work smarter, earn more, and live better. Hosted by Stefa Normantis. Hi, this is Stefa. Thank you for listening to Artisans Who Wholesale. Today, we're talking to Denise O'Reilly of The Burnt Shop. And I saw Denise's line for the first time when we received her application for New England Made. And it was one of those when it came in, you were like, ooh, this is good. And it was just standout gorgeous. And then when I finally met her for the first time I met her, I knew I liked her. She's smart. She's a hard worker. And the fun part is she burns stuff. So I know you'll like her too. So let me uh, tell you a little bit more about her. Denise O'Reilly is the owner artist at The Burnt Shop. She moved her home and business to Maine in 2018 from Glastonbury, Connecticut. She launched her line of botanically inspired kitchen and barware four years ago by selling at farmers markets and art shows. She transforms her pen and ink drawings into etched and woodburn pieces out of her home studio, Her creations of beautifully eco-friendly items for the home are now being carried in close to 50 stores across the Northeast. So please join me in welcoming Denise. Hi, Stefa. Thanks so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your business, Denise. How did you get here? I'm older. I'm 56. Like I said in my bio that my husband and I recently moved up here to Maine. I um, have a background in lots of home-based businesses, but most recently before I started this, I was at Whole Foods Market as a team leader in the specialty department, which is cheese and chocolate and coffee and all the really good stuff. Mm. And um, I think that is what really gave me the background that I needed to launch, you know, a successful business because I had had home businesses before working for Whole Foods Market. I had a home daycare. I had a catering business. We owned restaurants. I had a residential cleaning business. I had a decorative painting business. So I have lots of experience and I always had a great product and a great, you know, uh, great recommendations and great service, but I didn't have the business end of it. I didn't have Mm -hmm. the money end of it. I didn't have the organizational skills that you need the ability to project sales and anticipate all the hurdles that come with running a business. So I just kind of winged it. So each business lasted a few years. You know, it brought in money. It kept me home where I could take care of my kids at the same time. But they they Mm -hmm. weren't serious at all. Yeah. And then I went to work for Whole Foods Market. And I got a lot of experience. (laughs) I bet what a fantastic MBA looking at it from both sides as far as uh, just learning that. So how did you start and uh, what products are you selling now? So we sell wood burned and etched glass and wood culinary items, uh, cutting boards, cheese boards, olive oil bottles, bottles for the bar, flasks, things like that. Everything's sort of kitchen and bar inspired. And they all have my pen and ink drawings, my hand-drawn drawings, and I apply them now with a laser. So they're very intricate and they are very permanent. And it's just become a line that I've kind of run with. And the way it started was I was working for Whole Foods Market. I was a team leader, had a very challenging, very demanding job. But we had put our house up on the market. We found a little lake house in Connecticut. We were going to buy it. We were, we were being very frugal. It was the holidays were coming up and I really wanted to make some gifts. I had about 40 gifts to make, Mm. you know, and we were on this path of buying a house. So we're really keeping things tight. And I thought, you know, what can I make? 
all our friends and family are foodies. What? I don't want to put brownie mix in a jar, you know. <laughs> I, I wanted something, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I wanted to do something that was really lasting Mm-hmm. and artistic and I wanted something that our friends or family could have for a long time and say, oh, I remember when Denise made that for mm-hmm. us, you know, yeah. uh, but I had a lot of money to do it at 40 gifts is a lot of gifts. So mm-hmm. I just decided to wood burn some spoons. I didn't have the ability to make a mess in my house because mm-hmm. it was on the market. <laughs> and everything I had ever done previously that was creative was messy or sticky or, mm-hmm. you know, had to dry or something. So wood burning these spoon sets was just so relaxing. And, you know, you needed a wood burning pen and some inexpensive spoons and mm-hmm. they were, they were very intricate. Yeah. Each set took about three hours. Oh, MG. Um, yeah, it was crazy, but they're beautiful and they still have them to this day. But I thought, this is great and this is fun. And I started in September and by December I had my 40 gifts. I gave them lots of them to my friends and colleagues at Whole Foods Market mm-hmm. and people started asking if they could order them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, not really because it took three hours, <laughs> three hours. to make. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, like I, I really couldn't price them. Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't work that way. But then it just sort of kept up. Uh, that winter we had a blizzard and one, you know, I stayed home at one point and had made like, I had burned everything in my house. We were stuck inside, <laughs> cutting boards, pizza peels, wooden spoon. Like if it was wood, I burned it. And I had this little pile of it and I s- put it on the kitchen table and I sort of styled it nicely. Mm-hmm. And I took a picture and I, and I called it blizzard wood and mm-hmm. I posted it on Facebook and it blew up. Whoa. I had people. I, you know, previous to that, I was a grandmother with, you know, a dog and, 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 you know, whatever pictures on Facebook. I had never experienced, you know, 150 likes on a, wow. on a photo before. Mm-hmm. And people asking me where I bought them and asking me, well, how could they get them? And I thought, well, th- well, that's kind of strange, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what sparked the idea that, you know, maybe this was something, you know, it was inexpensive materials. Mm-hmm. It was a simple process. The time was the problem. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, if I could make this in my free time or if when I'm just relaxing in the evening, if I could at that time, oh, if I could make $50 worth of product in an evening, you know, that's <laughs> pretty hustle. industrious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty industrious. And it just, it, it just kind of, It blew up when Whole Foods Market was having a sort of a promotion. It was sort of a fundraising event for Whole Planet Foundation and team members were allowed to bring in their work, their Mm -hmm. art, their craft, whatever, and sort of raffle it off in a way. Mm -hmm. Customers were invited to purchase those items and all of the proceeds were going to this Whole Planet Foundation. So I thought, well, let me do a little market research here. Mm Let me set up a little display in the corner of my department and it worked because I was the cheese department. So I mm-hmm. did some little cutting boards and um, spoons and spreaders and knives. And it was a wonderful test because I was putting my my designs in mm-hmm. front of Whole Foods Market customers, Great which feedback. was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. And lots of items sold and I priced them high. 
Awesome. <laughs> because it was for charity. <laughs> and so there it was. The, it, you know, I, I decided to talk to my husband and say, you know, maybe this can be sort of our five-year plan. He was going to be retiring in a couple of years. And I said, you know, let me, let me kind of do this, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it just blew up. I, I thought it was going to be a five year plan and I was getting so many orders. Once I had my logo, once I had my, my name, I put mm-hmm. it on Facebook. I incorporated, I was hiding in the maintenance closet. I was the <laughs> boss of my department and I was, it was, it was bad. I couldn't keep up with the orders. Mm-hmm. I was up till midnight and then I would get up again at four to work the early shifts so that mm-hmm. I could come home and work from, you know, three or four in the afternoon till midnight. I decided about five months after starting that I wanted to leave my job mm-hmm. at Whole Foods and yeah. give it a shot. That's you know? not sustainable as far as you can only do that for so long before it's like, you know, something's going to go. Right. Right. And I knew there had I knew there had to be a solution. I hadn't found the solution yet, mm-hmm. but I'm a really hard worker. I've always been a workaholic, I think mm-hmm. you would call it. So with hours of work were not a problem. My main challenge was being able to uh, produce faster mm-hmm. and to replicate my work. I needed a way to replicate my work. So I actually worked for about a year and a half. Everything was by hand. So in the very beginning, everything was done with one of those high-powered wood-burning pens. They sort Mm -hmm. of turn red hot at the end. Everything was freehand. I don't draw my designs first. Mm -hmm. Um, All the glass was done with a Dremel and a diamond bit. Wow. Um, And most things were ferns or trees or something botanical. I really can't Mm -hmm. draw an animal to save my life or a building (laughs) or anything like that. But botanicals I can do. And I was doing a lot of farmers markets, a lot of art shows, but I was, I was working constantly. Mm-hmm. I would say that 120 hour weeks were the norm. Wow. I was working constantly. Mm-hmm. I generally was only not working between like midnight and 4 a.m. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I would sleep, mm-hmm. but it, it was, I don't know, it was an exciting yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And then I, started researching lasers. Mm -hmm. I thought people don't really, their eyes are kind of glazing over Mm -hmm. when I tell them that I did this piece by hand and it took me seven hours or eight hours or whatever. And certainly things could not be priced for wholesale Mm -hmm. ever. That wasn't going to work. I I don't even know how I came across lasers, Mm -hmm. but I I thought, well, if all I have to do is draw the picture Mm -hmm. and then something else can burn it permanently, have it be just just as permanent, just as smooth, just as detailed mm-hmm. as if I were doing it. Well, then that meant that it's still my work. Scalable. But, you know, when the laser is burning something, I can be doing marketing mm-hmm. or accounting or sanding boards or oiling boards mm-hmm. or all those things that, that I couldn't do when I was doing everything by hand. I jumped in and I purchased a, a big laser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, um, I had a four-year lease on it, wow. mm-hmm. and it was uh, the best purchase I made. I taught myself how to use mm-hmm. it. I don't use it in a way that other uh, laser engraving artists use mm-hmm. it. I don't 
even share that on my laser engraving fan pages mm-hmm. because <laughs> I figured out a way to get my art to look really beautiful mm-hmm. and realistic and be permanent. And I paid that laser off in two and a half years of the four-year wow. lease. Wow. Um, yeah. That's it definitely paid for itself. That's great, Denise. That is quite a story of commitment. And I think starting small, mm-hmm. getting that test market and just seeing like, all right, what is moving? And then how do I get it done? Exactly. In a sustainable way. Uh, right now, right. are you doing uh, wholesale and retail? Are you doing, uh, what's your percentage on that as far as mix? I'm doing both. Mm-hmm. There was a huge shift last year. I'm primarily focusing on wholesale this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my fourth year. And um, the first two years were really all retail. I dabbled a little bit in wholesale. I'd say maybe I had 15 or 20 accounts, little stores nearby me or, you know, in Connecticut. And then, of course, last year was the big move and we needed to do mm-hmm. that. I couldn't expand my wholesale accounts until I had a larger production space mm-hmm. and more storage, the ability to get pallets dropped mm-hmm. at my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in a condominium before mm-hmm. working out of a very tiny, um, I'd say my studio was about 300 square feet mm-hmm. for the first three years. Mm-hmm. So this past year, my studio is now, it's about 900 square mm-hmm. feet. Plus I have a big garage. Now I could, now I was able to scale mm-hmm. up, become involved with uh, New England made, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has been a wonderful, wonderful collaboration. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, we love having you be a part of it. Tell me, Denise, what are you most proud of in your business at this point? I think that I kind of took nothing and made it something. Mm-hmm. You know, my background was all food. It was all, you know, catering or restaurant or even in Whole Foods dealing with a, a department that sold cheese. Mm-hmm. It's all perishable yeah. and it, you're racing the clock and you're dealing with lots and lots of loss and lots of shrink. Mm-hmm. It's just a very hard thing to battle against on top of trying to grow your sales and grow your customer base and provide really great customer service. And I thought, you know what? This does not have a sell by yeah. date, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can make these things and I can put my heart and soul into them and I can test market items. And if it doesn't sell one week, I might put it back on the back shelf mm-hmm. and I might launch it again, yeah. you know, in a couple of months from now in a different town or a different mm-hmm. shop and it'll go well. It didn't have to go in the trash. Yeah. Shelf stable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm proud of. You know, I took, I took my strengths mm-hmm. and I found a business that Worked well with my strengths and sort of forgave my weaknesses because I have a lot of weaknesses. We all do. We all do. And it's just a matter of being able to find something that plays to the strengths because who wants to waste your time trying to improve something that's against the grain for you? You know, it's... Exactly. Focus on the strength. So tell me, I know certainly you, uh, you had plenty of uh, challenges, especially in, in those first years of uh, 120 hours. What's the hard, hardest part of the business now? What's your current challenge? I think probably because I'm still a workaholic, mm-hmm. having more wholesale accounts has helped tremendously because I'm much more in charge of my time, mm-hmm. but it's still a balancing mm-hmm. act. You know, I can be in my studio for I don't know, 18 or 20 hours and just sort of lose track of time. I love what I do. I love it. And, you you know, you can't do that. You have to come up out of the troll hole. I call my studio the troll (laughs) hole. (laughs) 
You know, so living in Maine has definitely helped. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a beautiful area and we can go for walks and hikes and we have a lovely yard mm-hmm. and I can get out and about, but we're very frugal. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for my sanity mm-hmm. to live a very frugal and simple lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So having that balance of working and enjoying my work and just you know, making sure my husband isn't neglected. <laughs> I'll go kayaking with him once in a while, or you know, we'll go for, a, we'll, we'll go out to breakfast yeah. or something. And, yeah, know, no. Balance, balance is the big That's challenge. Not an easy, not easy to navigate. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell me about a failure moment and something you learned from it. Oh, um, oh, that was just recently, actually. I've been lucky that I haven't had a whole lot of of huge problems mm-hmm. to deal with. But um, in preparing for New mm-hmm. England Made this past March, I redid all of my marketing materials. We we did a lot of work on the website. I have a graphics girl who has done all of my work for me for years and she's wonderful. But we really, we really did everything, mm-hmm. line sheets, and we, uh-huh. we introduced, a, you know, a whole subsection of items. And as you know, marketing materials are very expensive. Yeah. Um, and I thought I had hit every single possible thing that could come mm-hmm. up. So I had beautiful, a beautiful buyer packet to give out at the show. And then I had every, you know, every, everything in digital form that I could email them line mm-hmm. sheets or you know, the catalog and the everything. Well, after the show, nothing had ever been a problem with going through our internet. Mm -hmm. And then after the show, I was having this huge problem emailing my line sheets and order forms Mm -hmm. because there are several pages. Mm -hmm. And it's just, we live out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And it was bad. Mm -hmm. People were saying, oh, you know, I grabbed your card, but could I please have your buyer information and I'd say sure here it is and our internet was so bad that I wouldn't even get the notification that the attachments didn't load until hours later it was bad so it made me look unprofessional Mm -hmm. I'm positive that I lost several several really promising sales Mm -hmm. leads because of that even though I backtracked Mm -hmm. even though I explained myself and and our solution was to load all of that information onto the website. Mm-hmm. And now we have buyers can access it with a pass, a yeah. password, but it was a big mistake. Yeah. It was a big problem. And now I've learned to test stuff mm-hmm. out. Yeah, <laughs> no. so, well, sometimes uh, you, you can know. test it, but sometimes it just comes out of, you know, you don't know what you don't know because it's working for you. Right. So those are the ones where exactly. it's like, all right, sometimes you just can't see what's around the corner and, you know, yeah. it can, you know, you can take a hit from it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sales leads from that show have been far out. I can't even get over <laughs> <laughs> the accounts that I have. Um, I got my biggest wholesale account order um, to date okay. yesterday, and it it was it was a Yay! doozy. <laughs> and it's those kind that you're like, wow, I I guess this is really <laughs> happening now. Even though you've been doing this for four mm-hmm. years, you're like, oh, holy man, yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. Get ready, get ready. <laughs> Exactly. Denise, what do you wish somebody had told you before you started? Maybe that it could happen that fast. Mm-hmm. I had owned restaurants and, and these other businesses and, and I know how long you have to kind of keep mm-hmm. going to, to build a business, but this one jumped off really, really quickly. And 
you know, I didn't anticipate mm-hmm. it. Like I said, it was going to be our five-year plan and it ended up being a five-month wow. plan. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. it's that. I, people didn't really have to tell mm-hmm. me this. I was smart enough to know that I don't know how to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I hired people right away to do the things that I couldn't. I hardly had $50 in my bank account and I hired mm-hmm. an accountant because I know that I'm not good yeah. at that. It's not that I don't know numbers. I'm just, I have um, attention deficit mm-hmm. di- disorder. Pretty yeah. badly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? Shiny yeah. penny, man. I had to set three alarms just for this, just for this, uh, <laughs> conversation so that, so that I wouldn't start etching yeah. a bottle and forget. So I, I hired an accountant. Mm-hmm. I hired a graphic designing professional yeah. who could help me with things. She doesn't do anything with my mm-hmm. art, but she does all my marketing materials and, you know, who else? Photographers. Mm-hmm. I, uh, right away knew that, uh, you know, professional photographers are really important. And so smart. They're, they're actually v- very, very mm-hmm. affordable. And I was very lucky in Connecticut to be connected early on with a, a wonderful photographer who has an online magazine and she's uh, quite influential in the mm-hmm. maker and food community in Connecticut. And she was one of my, my early cheerleaders and it was one of the best things I could do. So I would suggest to other people to do that. Now that is great advice, Denise. I think we're also tempted to try to do everything on our own, but you know, you can't scale and it's not sustainable or it it caps you. So it caps you so much. What else has your business taught you? To be grateful. Not that I wasn't grateful before, but in growing this business, I really learned a lot about social media. I never had a whole lot of involvement before that, but there's such a community out there. And if you are just helpful and appreciative and respectful to your other fellow makers and anyone who's, you know, grinding it out like we all are, everybody gets lifted mm-hmm. up. You know, it's I, I see some makers sometimes and they're, uh, you know, they can get caught in this a bit of a jealousy mm. thing or a negative space. And I'm just not, mm. I'm just grateful for everything. And even when things go wrong, I think I'm pretty good at sitting back and saying, all right, what's this going to teach me? <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> you know? a lesson there somewhere. You know? what, what's, what's this going to teach me? And I, and I, you know, I have about, a half hour to feel bad about Mm -hmm. it, but then I need to fix it and go forward and do whatever damage control Mm -hmm. is needed and, and then be grateful, Mm -hmm. be grateful for the lesson, you know? Great. What is your, I, and I know you have such a, a unique background having been team leader in Whole Foods. What are some great tips that you would share with another artist and our maker as far as what, what makes a difference? Personal connection to your customers, mm-hmm. definitely. Just being yourself. I always say that I would have gotten fired from Whole Foods sooner or later because they swear a lot. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't ever insult anyone, mm-hmm. but I'm just real. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just, you know, either it works or it doesn't. And even in my dealings with, you know, my wholesale customers, someone will ask for something and, and I just say, well, that's not going to work for me, but let's figure out what yeah. can. You know, I, I don't let myself be a doormat, mm-hmm. but whatever I'm offering to other folks is filling their mm-hmm. need and it's something that is not going to bury mm-hmm. me. So 
I think you just have to be yourself. You have to remember what you need in order to keep growing your business, to maintain your professionalism, to maintain your product quality. And a lot of us, depending on what our businesses are asked to produce something that's just, that's not quite going to do it for mm-hmm. us. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like I've, I've had people who want me to, you know, say burn, uh, copyrighted images Ooh. on mm-hmm. things. And I, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's copyright infringement. Yeah. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll draw something especially for mm-hmm. you, but I'm never going to compromise my integrity so that I can get mm-hmm. an order. That's, it's just never going to happen. I don't need, I don't need the business that badly yeah. to ever not act with integrity. Mm-hmm. That you know? costs you too much. It, it does. Costs, it costs you. Oh, in more ways than one. Yeah. So, and it doesn't advance your artistic ability no. at all. <laughs> you know? Excellent point. That too. Um, what is your process for creating new offerings? I know you're still in the beginning, and I know you uh, you have a pretty a pretty extensive line uh, out of the gate. But uh, what's your process for making new? Well, usually I'll I'll I pay very close attention to what people mm-hmm. ask. Now, obviously, the big shift to Maine, some people ask for more nautical things, but I feel that there are tons and tons of fantastic artists up Mm -hmm. here in Maine who have been doing nautical art for years and years and years, and they are masters Mm -hmm. of it. I'm Mm -hmm. not. So there's no reason for me to do that. But for instance, a lupine is on my Mm -hmm. board. Uh, I'd love to do a lupine. I always have uh, one vegetable that I'll add. I just, I try to pay attention to what people have asked for. And then as long as it works with uh, my aesthetic Mm -hmm. and the, and my talent, Mm -hmm. then I'll launch it. And when I do launch an item, I always pick something that I have a, a raw material source for it because launching something without the raw material to back mm-hmm. it up is a waste yeah. of time. Um, so I might do something, you know, it, it's usually a drawing mm-hmm. or it's usually a different, uh, you know, say in terms of bottles, I etch all sorts of bottles and olive oil containers and sprayers and cocktail mix mm-hmm. bottles and things. I might do a different closure or a different mm-hmm. color or something like that. And then I, I post a picture of it on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook, and it's usually just a little teaser. Yeah. I never, I never beg for mm-hmm. sales. I never post my prices on social mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. at all. I'll say something like, you know, working on these this, this week, and I can tell usually within about a half hour whether it's a Yeah, winner. that's such great. It's uh, such a great platform just, for feedback. Yeah. It absolutely is. I think every single maker should be using it. You can tell Mm -hmm. if I get lots and lots of likes, I know it's Mm -hmm. good. I might tweak it a little bit. If I have immediate requests of where people can Mm -hmm. buy it, I start making it like crazy. (laughs) Good sign. A good sign. Yeah. And then I'll bring it to my first show. If I have a retail Mm -hmm. show, you know, I'll sort of launch it there. I usually will pick a couple of stores to introduce mm-hmm. it to and but social media is it, it coming from my background where I was you know a business owner way mm-hmm. back way back in yeah. the day you know like in 1990 mm-hmm. where we didn't have social media so you had to take a physical 
picture mm-hmm. of your work, yeah. <laughs> you know, that you were holding in your hand to show people mm-hmm. or people had to get on the telephone yeah. that was still attached to the wall <laughs> to call somebody and say, you know, for instance, when I was doing residential cleaning, that was mm-hmm. all, that was all yeah. referrals. Someone would have to say, hey, you know, I have Denise, Denise's company working mm-hmm. for me and she's doing a great job. Or uh, when I was doing decorative painting, I would have to have a little portfolio mm-hmm. book that I would have to have to show someone because I didn't even have a yeah. computer for emailing. Now you can, I can make an item and in three minutes, maybe even take a little video while I'm making mm-hmm. it <laughs> and post it and know within minutes of whether it's yeah. a win or not. That is so valuable. Oh, it, yeah. it, and I think it's, it's, it's complete. It's mm-hmm. invaluable. Any make new makers who are younger, they don't understand the struggle, no. man. Well, <laughs> they just and don't. it's making something that isn't quite hitting the mark in the marketplace. And it's investing all that yes. energy and development when it's like, you know what? This isn't quite, you know, it's, you know, it's not what the market right. wants. So you either adjust or, exactly. you know, or clear the slate and start over. That's right. And we have this huge tool yeah. available no, to us. Fantastic. What other um, tips do you have for finding new buyers or promotion? Is there anything aside from social media that you have found really helpful? Well, not to suck up shamelessly, <laughs> but um, New England made was <laughs> New England made is by far, by far the best connection. Um, oh, thanks. You guys really do such a fantastic job in supporting, especially newer, newer makers so that the whole, you know, wholesale trade show genre is not terrifying mm-hmm. because it is terrifying oh, yeah. to yeah. most of us. I know that I was in contact with Greg for, I don't know, I think mm-hmm. three years yeah. <laughs> while we sort of, you know, worked through these mm-hmm. hurdles. My husband had some health challenges and and Greg was just mm-hmm. always there, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I can do, checking in and, you know, oh, I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. I'm almost there. Yeah. Well, I think, oh. I think we're moving. Wait a minute. (laughs) I need to do my new studio. And then when, once I was signed up to attend the, the March show podcasts that you guys have and the webinars and I just felt completely prepared. Like there really wasn't anything that could go wrong. That's great. And nothing, nothing did. (laughs) That's the way we like it. And we, you know, I certainly, you know, having seen so many exhibitors, especially new ones come through, it's so different from retail that, and that's one of the reasons why, Denise, I'm doing the podcast, because it's not easy to make that jump from retail to wholesale and understand what the differences are. It's it's really not easy. So we, we do try to, uh, we do try to keep people from discovering the landmines in it. So, um, Shortcut though. I think attending the show, I attended as a buyer, um, looking for raw materials, you know, mostly wood products for, for my boards and things for two years. And that was, that was mm-hmm. really critical. I suggest that to, um, I'm in a couple of groups. Of course, you know, you're associated mm-hmm. with Maine Made and the Maine Crafts Association, but the Nutmeg Collective, um, out of Connecticut is a, a large artisan group that I'm a part of. And, I've just been singing your praises constantly and encouraging folks there who, even if maybe a full wholesale bump up isn't until it's 18 mm-hmm. months out or two years out, they need to go to mm-hmm. the show so that they can understand the level of displays, mm-hmm. the organization, and kind of edit yeah. their product. 
and and see, you know, wow, I, I, I'm really not where yeah. I need to be. Or I yeah. totally do this, yeah. you know. And I took feedback from friends of mine who attended and they, they said, you know, this is what you have to do. You have to be ready. <laughs> they warned me about Monday. You know, everybody thinks Monday is a sleeper and good God, I never even... I never even took a breath on Monday, you know, but the, those people who had, who had done the show previously, they were the ones that, that said, you know, you need to line up your order mm-hmm. sheets and you need to let the buyers go mm-hmm. off walking if they need to get to other shows and you finish the mm-hmm. order and, um, Stacy Wood from Whole mm-hmm. Harmony Apothecary was like my tutor. And <laughs> she, 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 you know, if I hadn't talked to her, I would probably yeah. I'd be a mess, you know. Um, but I was organized and, and got my buyers through and got the orders written down and really had a fantastic wow. show. Thank you for that, Denise. We, you know, we encourage everybody to just, whether it's our show, another show, before you sign up for a trade show, just go walk it because you'll know pretty quickly. Right what's expected and whether you're ready for it or not. And it is a big investment, not just financially, but the emotional part of like gearing up for it. So whatever you can do to to get that understanding of what you're signing up for is so helpful. That's great advice. Oh, so, yeah. Well, let's switch to some of the uh, the healthy habits. I know the working is uh, it's a big part of you. <laughs> Are there is there a habit that's important for you? Kind of keeps that balance. I love to cook. I love to cook. So just eating healthy, living a simple life to tell you the honest truth. I I think if we had the sort of busy, busy life where we were always running here or there and we're very social, I'd lose my mind. I really wouldn't be able, I wouldn't have the fortitude to handle, you know, when a big order comes in on a short mm-hmm. deadline, that would, it would just throw me. So we just live this very simple, probably people would say boring, <laughs> <laughs> but we just live that we live this really simple yeah. life. You know, we, we go for walks, we have our coffee. I, I work in my studio. My husband's mm-hmm. retired. He walks the dog. He goes yeah. kayaking. We're, we're just not the crazy vacation jet steady kind Mm -hmm. of people and that's how I do it that's how I stay singing that's how I feel calm and and able to handle anything that comes my way because I'm not running in a million different directions we also have a pretty unique I think a a unique situation in in these past four years and that you know I'm not raising Mm -hmm. small children because we live a very frugal lifestyle we um went into this business. We don't have credit card debt. We don't have car loans. We don't have a lot of those overhanging bills that I would say most of America has. But that's part of living a simple lifestyle. And because we live that way is what enables me to take sometimes the risks that I need to take with this business. You know, when, when I had to put in my first order for a pallet of cutting boards, <laughs> cost $5,000. I could do that because our finances were in order. I would never have been able to do that if we were buried under, you know, the type of payments that, that the average household has to, has to endure. That's That's my healthy tip. Like Mm -hmm. keep things simple because business is not simple. There's always going to be challenges, 
and you have to, you only have so much energy. Yeah, no, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you there, right there with you. Uh, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in running your business, Denise? That you don't have to settle for Mm-hmm. That grind. There was a sort of a meme on, on Facebook or something. It was a highway and it was clogged with all these cars. And it said something like, you know, we leave our house to get into a car to go to a job that we work in order to pay for the house <laughs> that we just left and the car we left in the mm-hmm. parking lot. You know, it was something like yeah. something to that effect. And it's so mm-hmm. true. I think so many people think that you have mm-hmm. no choice but to just stay on that mm-hmm. hamster wheel. And I'm not calling Whole Foods Market yeah. a hamster wheel, but I definitely was working a schedule that was no longer conducive mm-hmm. to our lifestyle. I learned a lot there and it, you know, it's some, I was with Whole Foods for about nine years and at some point I just said, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to take every training mm-hmm. they offer. I'm going to take every class they offer and I'm just going to use this like a college mm-hmm. course. And it, you know, I'm not a college graduate. I, I needed that. I needed those lessons. And so instead of say taking a business course, which is what maybe a lot of people would do if they were thinking that they wanted to run their own business. Go work for a company and advance your mm-hmm. position. You know, I started as a, as a mm-hmm. deli clerk and within a few months I was a assistant manager and then I was uh, mm-hmm. a team leader and I was getting mm-hmm. paid while I learned all those business mm-hmm. practices. So maybe if you think down the line, you want to own your own business go and work for something that's somehow mm-hmm. related, you know, where you can learn production, sales projections, mm-hmm. uh, loss control, you know, even the human resources part of it, dealing with uh, team members or employees. I learned how to do mm-hmm. all of that yeah, at Whole Foods. So I'm very grateful. That's a great to them. strategy. And I think sometimes people forget there's a lot of learning that you can do as you're getting ready for a transition. Instead of accruing this, this huge mm-hmm. school loan now that you're going to have to pay on top of your business yeah. expenses. Um, you know, maybe think of it that way. I think I had a little speech the day I left Whole Foods to all my younger team members. I said, you know, you guys start mm-hmm. paying attention to what they're teaching you here. I don't want to hear that you're, you know, in, in debt for school because you're going, you're taking a business class. My God, you're doing it every day. Yeah, Just pay the attention. Real stuff. The real stuff. <laughs> All right. exactly. Now, uh, do you have any other, uh, whether online resources, books, favorite apps that you have found helpful? Um, I love Creative Live. I don't have a whole lot of time to to watch things like that. Um, I try to do podcasts and, and such, you know, when I'm working, when I'm doing what mm-hmm. I call stupid work, which is just repetitive. You know, if I have 50 uh, of the same boards yeah. that I have to do and there's a, a creative live has a, a course that's called how to make a living selling what you make by Megan Almon. And she is wonderful. And then let's see, well, of course, mm-hmm. artisans who wholesale, you have to find something like this and just, 
you know, maybe instead of watching a bunch of worthless mm-hmm. TV, <laughs> just sit down and yeah. do podcasts. You're always going to learn something. And, and most of the time you can find someone who's pretty engaging, fits mm-hmm. your personality. I just would always mm-hmm. rather be learning. I, I watch mm-hmm. YouTube a lot. I like to, I like to do stuff and fix stuff and build stuff. So I think that's my on, on, yeah. online tip is just, Find something that you like to watch that's just always teaching that's you. Great. It's kind of simplistic, mm, well, but it's, it's what that, I do. It's that personal <laughs> development. And, you know, you keep that with you and it just adds to the experience or the expertise that may come in handy. You don't know when necessarily. You never know. <laughs> it's great to pull out when you've got it. <laughs> And I will link in the show notes, I'll link to that uh, creative live that you mentioned earlier, if anybody's listening and wants to check that out. As we start to wrap it up, what keeps you inspired or motivated when it gets tough? I think imagining having to work for somebody else again, (laughs) honestly. I mean, because we all have Mm -hmm. hiccups, you know. Like I said, I've been lucky in that I haven't had anything major, but there was a a time several months ago where we were like, God, you know, Mm -hmm. is this going to work? You know, what if it doesn't? I've never even had a plan B, you know, like what, what if it doesn't? And just the thought of having to get dressed in the morning and leave my house to go to a job and be there all day long and then come back to this house Mm -hmm. that I love. There's, there's no option for me then to be successful in this business because I will not go back to working for someone else. Yeah. I just won't. I'll figure some other way to make this work. I'll go in a different direction. I'll find a different demographic or uh, I'll tweak my product. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out because I just, I'm not cut out really to work for other no, people. I'm with you there. You know, I burned the bridge a long time ago or the boats or whatever the analogy is. It's like, I don't think I could do it. I don't yeah. think I could do it. So, yeah. Once you've worked in your slippers all week long and and had your most productive mm-hmm. week ever. It's it's like you just can't even imagine going in and working for somebody for, you know, $15 an hour and tolerating rules that don't mm-hmm. make any sense or paying for a commute that's costly or, you know, I don't know. It just... I did it when I had to, yeah. and now I don't have to. We so all I'm happy. do. We all, there's a chapter for everything. There's a chapter for everything. Yes. Well, as we wrap it up, Denise, what is your best advice that you would share with other artisans or makers? Keep your life simple and, and put all your, your energy into your business because I don't know that it can be successful any other way. I don't know that you can kind of, you know, half attempt it. It's, it would be exhausting and it would take forever. So if you decide you want to do something, simplify your home life and mm-hmm. go all in. And maybe don't wait until you're ready no. because you're never going to be ready. If the universe is telling you that you have a product, you know, do your homework, do your research, mm-hmm. but believe in yourself. Could be, you know, no one else is going to be believe in you the way you can believe in yourself. So, I mean, I remember sitting around with a bunch of girlfriends, you know, probably the second week I decided I was going to do this and they all looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm going 
I'm going to wood burn things for a living. And they were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have another glass good. of wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we were drinking wine, but, you know, yeah. I remember that night. And now, you know, we're not making tons and tons of money here, but we have yeah. a wonderful life. We have, um, I get to see people and talk to people when I want to. I get to stay home in my beloved house with my husband and my dog and my chickens. And I get to go upstairs and make a pot of sauce whenever I want. And that workaholic part of me that wants to just come down and make a big long list and just cross it off, you know, and then call my stores and and show up with these big boxes of beautiful product and have people ooh and ah. Like I, I get to hit every single yeah. craving that I have. And I think, you know, working for someone else mm-hmm. is missing a lot. No, it's a good life. It's a good you life. Know, believe in yourself and, and just figure out how to get it done. All right. Well, thank you, Denise. If listeners would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way they could reach out to you? Email. Definitely. Our phone service is horrible here and I can't get phone calls when I'm down on my studio and I'm always <laughs> down on my studio. So <laughs> info at the com, And I, I love to sort of mentor people and give them my take on things. And I'm brutally honest. So if you don't like honesty, don't contact me. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for sharing your time today. I'm so grateful for the nuggets you've shared and the experience that you've brought to it. So thank you so much for uh, for being with us today. Well, thanks so much. This was a a complete joy. Thank you. Visit artisanswholesale.com for show notes with resources and links that help you work smarter, earn more, and live better.